Hello and welcome back to the second episode of our special series called Elevate Your Energy on the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. Thanks so much for joining me and uh, I hope that that you are having a, a wonderful day. Here it is so sunny, the sky is blue and that's certainly given me a boost to my energy this morning and I hope that this podcast will also help, help you along that way to give you a little boost too. Thank you too for the lovely reviews and feedback that I've had this this week it's it's always a real pleasure to hear what you what you enjoyed and what's useful and please uh, don't hesitate to send me a little message or leave a review on the podcast itself so thank you for that so today we're talking about thriving not surviving so the first time the word thrive really struck me was nearly 14 years ago now when I went with my six-week-old baby at the time. I went for a six-week checkup at the doctor's and uh, I was very, very tired. I was worried. I'd, I'd already been back in hospital once, nothing very serious, but enough. And at the end of the appointment, I was wondering what the outcome would be, what the declaration would be. Um, the doctor announced that my baby seemed to be thriving. Now, being a lover of words anyway, and after six weeks of, I have to admit, little sleep and not much conversation with others beyond milk and nappies, the word itself stirred something in me. I was elated. She was thriving. It took me out of that surviving mode of being in every hour, hour by hour, those stressful, sleepless nights wondering, was she okay? Was she getting enough milk? Was she, was she going to be all right? And it took me out of all of that to the bigger picture. She was fine. She was more than fine. She was thriving. So it was a moment of pure joy for me and that that relief, that feeling of relaxation, of enjoyment and feeling connected again almost to the world in a way. And it was a it was such a dramatic shift from going from surviving to thriving. I'm not sure I've had that moment again since, but that one stays uh, stays really in my mind. So we won't always have those big dramatic shifts, but the smaller ones are nevertheless can be just as life changing. Now, thriving to me means growth beyond the number of centimetres, for example, of height. It's that emotional, physical, spiritual growth in all dimensions. So this multidimensional growth is the zone where we instinctively want to be, in fact, because it feels good there. It feels good to be in that zone. And when we're not, everything feels like hard work. It feels tiring and we get that mental exhaustion, that emotional exhaustion. So when we want to elevate our energy, we really need to ask, I would suggest, how can I thrive at this multidimensional level? So welcome to this episode. And I want you to really think back to the first episode for this because we're going to be building directly on that in this episode. So in the first episode, we looked at the solutions that I hear from my clients when people come and they're feeling emotionally exhausted. And I ask them, what do they need? What are their solutions? What are the things that come up? Well, it's obviously not the same for everybody, but I would say that there are two main ones that I hear. So the first one is that people say, I need more me time or however they like to frame that and the second one is well I need to be more productive or I need I need more time in fact time to do everything I need to do I'm too busy 
So last time we looked at the research that highlights that three areas do in fact help emotional exhaustion. Number one is better connection with ourselves and others. Number two is having moments to energize. And number three is self-compassion. So why do we return over and over again to these other solutions around time, around me time, around needing to be more productive? So to answer that question or to try to answer that question, we're going to look today at what's underneath that leap from the problem of emotional exhaustion to those solutions that are generally ineffective for the long term. Secondly, we're going to look at how could we shift that thinking and focus on solutions that will help us to thrive. So let's go back to the first solution that I that I hear from people, the I need more me time one. So this is the first solution to unpick because it is one that that comes up a lot in my conversations with people. And this is going to be different for everyone. And but I'm just drawing on what I see most often. So this might not be the same for you. The first thing that strikes me is that it's very vague. I need more me time. What does that actually mean? What do we what do we what do we envisage that is? Often people are not really able to say what that looks like. So the fact that it's vague, I think, doesn't help the solution. The second part of that is that if we believe that we need me time, then presumably it means that not me time exists. So I would suggest that we start to look at that. Is it possible that all time could be me time? Could and when we when we when we mean me time, when we delve a little bit deeper, quite often what people mean is a time when they feel they are they are happy in that moment. So could all time be me time? Could I be happy at all times, at most times? The other, the other thing that I notice with this is that there is this, um, there is this tendency to compartmentalize into me time and not me time, and I'm just wondering whether that helps people or not. Um, for many who talk to me, how they want to bring their authentic selves to work, for example, if we have, is that is that me time? Is it not me time? How can we, how can we thrive? if it's not me time. So I'm just wondering whether that distinction can sometimes make it more difficult to to look at those bigger questions of being able to be ourselves at all times. I think it's it sometimes comes down to a definition also of me time being a time when we receive something, we receive maybe some rest, some um, some pause in the day and therefore not me time is the time when we're giving a lot, we're doing a lot, we're giving a lot, we're helping others maybe. So often I think we tend to see the problem as the fact that we're giving too much but I wonder also, are we allowing ourselves to receive help? So in that me time, are we actually using that me time to really receive? Are we allowing ourselves to receive help, to receive energy, to receive compassion and friendship and connection? Because that for me is, is when we dig into it, that seems to me is what the me time people would like it to look like generally. So I think to thrive, we need to be able to receive 
all of those all of those wonderful things so as well as doing a lot of giving but we also need to be able to think think about that in a different way maybe so we need to be able to connect with ourselves and others we need to be able to be authentic we need to be we need to be able to be ourselves wherever we are whether i'm speaking on a podcast or with with friends and family or with clients I think it's easier. We can be in a better flow if I can be myself. I may not. I may not use the same kind of language. I may not. I may not be in the same mode of functioning. But essentially, I'm still myself. It's easier that way, certainly. So, connecting with ourselves and others is really important. Being authentic is really important. And I think questioning this idea that there's me time and not me time and really thinking well can all time be good for me time not necessarily all the time receiving in that moment not necessarily always giving um, but can it be good for me time as well just on a side note in fact we also know that when we are when we are giving to others that can also be a, a real source of energy for a lot of people giving to others can be a source of energy so again it's maybe reframing that a little bit okay on to the second one so the solution that people often propose is that they need to be more productive and so they see it as a time management problem essentially so if i were more productive i would have more energy less stress i would be able to be more i would be able to do more be more so not always but sometimes beneath this there is a feeling therefore well, that I'm not enough right now. I'm not doing enough right now. And so the solution to change this belief is, I believe, really through through coaching and conversation and trying to work that through. What, what does that really mean? And what is it that's not enough? And what, uh, what is it that you want to change? And I've talked a lot about uh, on, on podcasts before that talking about time it's, and the busyness pandemic, that it's really a symptom and not a cause. So it, and it's really about energy again. So if that's something that is interesting to you, do go back to the five day challenge, which is published just a few episodes ago and have a look in the show notes to the exact episode. But there is a part on that um, about really thinking about energy and time in a slightly different way. So when we believe these solutions without addressing the issue under, underneath, we go into that survival mode, unfortunately, because we start to protect our time. We start to say no to possibilities that might bring us connection with others because we say, no, we don't have the time. We don't have the bandwidth. We don't have the possibility. We're too busy. We're just getting through the day to be more productive. We hear people saying they just need to survive till the weekend. And this, when we're in this kind of mode of functioning, what happens to our ability to grow and to learn and to be open to possibilities and to thrive? Well, of course, it's very difficult because in, when we're in that mode, we, we're not able to open, open up towards other ideas and to, and to really look towards other possibilities. But there is really good news about this because we can shift out of it. And really the key, I would say, is that if we can shift out of the beliefs that underpin that, we have a good start. And this is what I do with my clients. 
And this is typically what happens. Now, it's not a magic wand. It takes time and it also takes changing of habits as well. So it's not, it's not, a one, it's not one trick that, uh, that completely changes everything. It's part of a package. But what happens generally is that people find that they do have the time and then they can be creative. They can be open. They can be curious. They can take risks. They can ask questions that they haven't maybe asked before. And they find that they can connect truly with others and that they don't actually need more time to do that. And this can be really life-changing for people because when we're not thinking about cramming things in, we're thinking about the quality of those interactions and how we can use them in the moment, it, it, it opens up the world again for us. And just like I changed from that survival mode to thriving mode with the doctor's announcement, it can be almost as dramatic as that. Because we can thrive even when life is busy and challenging. We can elevate our energy in challenging times. And I would suggest that it really starts with connection. Um, it starts with the connection to ourselves, to be aware, but uh, and also then gives us that possibility to connect with other people around us in a really meaningful way that elevates our energy. So I'd like to finish with a fabulous quote attributed to Maya Angelou, who I um, absolutely adore. And she, she says, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor and some style. And I'd like to bring your attention to the world to the word compassion in this, because the research we look at in the previous episode said that part of the solution to emotional exhaustion is self-compassion. So I would like you to just maybe think a little bit about that um, this week. And my question for you today is how could you show a little more compassion to yourself this week? So how could you show a little bit more compassion to yourself this week? And let me know how you get on. So in the next episode, we're changing tack a little bit to look at how we can prevent emotional exhaustion. So do join me again. Do join me next week for um, the next episode. And uh, in the meantime, I would uh, again just remind you, if you have enjoyed this episode, please first share it with somebody who you think may enjoy it or get some value from it. And please leave a review and uh, yeah, and uh, do spread spread the news. And if you'd like to find out about working with me, either for yourself or in your organization, do contact me via my website. So that's bluebottlecoaching.com. And uh, I wish you all a very pleasant day and I look forward to seeing you all again next week. Bye bye.